Thank you for listening to Comics for Fun and Profit. This is Colin Drew with your sneak peek at next week. Episode number 504, where Drew and myself will be talking about comics originally releasing for 10, 2019, April the 10th, 2019. But before Drew and I get into what's coming out in your local comic book shops this coming Wednesday, do we have anything else from our listeners as far as feedback, sir? Oh, yeah. They, um... They wanted to chime in on the uh, proper pronunciation of manga. Manga. Uh, yeah. Um, manga. Like, or ma- go ahead. We had the big manga or manga discussion. Well, it really wasn't that big, but um, <laughs> we, but our listeners have some opinions. So J.R. Uh-huh. Phoenix says, I have called it manga for years. James from Cowabunga, Eric's partner, says, I like to say manga just to rile up one of our own employees. <laughs> I say it like Tony Montagna would have said it. Meng. Manga. 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 Um, and then Samurai Godzilla weighs in with definitive information. He says, in English, manga's man sounds like Batman. In Japanese, manga's mon sounds like monster. So, basically... Both pronunciations are okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's that's very anticlimactic. I'm yeah. actually very upset by that. But because I'm an English person, it's okay that I say manga. Yeah. I think that's what he's saying. He's giving me permission, <laughs> okay. which I like. I like to get the little positive reinforcement from the listeners. It makes me feel good that I'm not so off base. Excellent. Um, we might hear how off base I was with my lack of knowledge of Shazam backstory from our previous uh, episode on the Shazam movie. I knew very little about the character, and I felt wo- woefully underprepared for the for the episode. So um, let us know how bad it was <laughs> um, after you've seen it, of course. Yeah. Um, Don's he wanted to weigh in on our. When we talked, there was a listener question about the next indie crossover uh-huh. star. We were the next Donnie Cates. Um, and Don wanted to, to um, not Donnie Cates, but the listener Don wanted to know. <laughs> Just tell me it's Donnie Cates, okay? <laughs> yeah, it's not. Definitely not. And uh, he wants to know that he also really likes Zach Kaplan. He thinks he can make the move. Big fan of Port of Earth. Uh, looking forward to reading Eclipse. And he's also checking out Lost City Explorers from Aftershock that Zach uh-huh. Kaplan wrote, which I um, uh, knew about but have missed. So that was a good reminder that that's out there. So also backing up another positive reinforcement for Drew, uh, making me feel good about um, my choices. Which is really all this podcast. That's <laughs> really all it is. Uh, <laughs> uh, Mo wants us to know that DC's Walmart books will now officially be coming to the direct market and comic book shops over the summer. Yes, I read that. Uh, wants to know if you'll if we'll be ordering them uh, in that format or we were we sticking with our um, Walmart version. I think we've made our money on it, and I don't think there is a market for quote unquote second prints. True. Um, and I didn't read any of mine. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, purchased them and sold them all uh, unread because that's what I put in my description. I didn't want it to lie to the the eBay customer, so uh, I didn't read them. Um, so this would be my first chance to actually read them. Uh, and if they collect them, like I want the Tom King Superman uh-huh. story and the Brian Michael Bendis Batman story. That's pretty much all I want. Yeah. So if they collect that... As like a seven eight dollar, you know, collection because they were like what twelve pages mm-hmm. in a volume or something. Sounds about right. You know, if they collect a bunch of those for a reasonable amount, I, I will I will get those um, so I can finally read them. Um, but I don't want I don't want them all. Nope. Nope. No, <laughs> no thank you. The the ship has sailed for us. Yes. Uh, Chris asks, um, with War of the Realms out this week, uh, at cover price, if you're all in, you're going to spend over $1,000 to buy everything. Jeez. Uh, wow. I'm going to pass. Uh, what are you guys picking up? Well, I am going to read probably that many. Yes, I'll do that. And 
if I'm already reading something that's a tie-in, I will read that. I will not be stretching. And I'm just probably going to sample the first couple issues. If War of the Realm sucks, I'm not going to stick with it. Uh, I'm not that invested. Even though Jason Aaron, I know he's great, but, uh, you know, I'm kind of not in a Thor mood anymore. So uh, I'm going to check it out and then read whatever I normally read. That's my plan. Kyle, you even reading it? I'm going to read just the first couple of the actual War of the Realms, and unless it blows my socks off, I'm going to quit right there. Yeah, that sounds that sounds good. But I I know there are people that are completely all in. Yeah. And I you know I've been there. I've been yeah. there with Spider Verses. So mm-hmm. I uh, recently I've done that. So I get it. Um, Matt shared with us the Joker trailer, and said I am all for this. It looks like an excellent character study, and Joaquin Phoenix is extremely talented. Some of the best comic book stories are when the focus goes on a compelling villain, and Joker is most certainly that. At the very least, it looks way more interesting to me than almost anything DC has been able to bring to the big screen lately, so I'm willing to give it a chance. Well, you haven't seen Shazam yet. but (laughs) I am super, super, super conflicted on this, Drew. I like Joker shrouded in mystery. Mm-hmm. I like knowing as little as possible about him. I, I think that makes him more ominous. And, you know, that's always been my thing is don't tell me anything. Just let the mystery be part of the reason it's so scary. Also, I got in an argument with a friend of mine at work because he is very anti, anti, anti this movie because from what some of the things we've heard, it's going to be Joker kind of versus Thomas Wayne. And canonically, he's a big fan of Thomas Wayne being a completely, truly good guy because that's part of what makes Batman's vengeance of his parents' death such a good thing. And if it turns out Thomas Wayne isn't that good of a guy, it takes some of the, well, could the it luster be, off of Batman. Could it be Earth 2 Thomas Wayne who is actually Batman? Yeah, there's a lot of different things. That so it could, it could be an Elseworlds thing. almost, maybe. Mm-hmm. And that would that would give DC the out to where, well, this is the this is the Joker origin for Earth Two. Yeah, but not the regular Joker. Yeah, and we talked yeah. about that thing, and, and and I see where he's coming from on these kind of things. So I'll, yeah, I'm interested, but I think it has just as much potential to kill it as it does to make good things. But I do like Joaquin Phoenix. Hey, um, and we've had some Joker portrayals that have been um, pretty pretty stellar, I think. So, yeah, no doubt. Um, I think I think Joaquin Phoenix can pull it off. I want to I want to see it. I don't know if I want to go to the theater to see that or not. That's going to be dark and gruesome, I'm sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I I do want to see it. I know I want to see it for sure. I'm just not sure if I'm going to go to the theater to see it or not. There you go. Um, Mike Meyer says, hey, somebody probably already told you this. This would be in reference to um, my discussion about Ahoy Comics and wanting to sample them because they're finally in Diamond. Mm-hmm. Um, I was wrong. Um, Ahoy, <laughs> Ahoy has always been available through Diamond, the first and the second wave. You are thinking of TKO, which, and they have no plans to ever go to Diamond. You're right, Mike. I'm dumb. I got my publishers completely confused. So, yes, Ahoy is not TKO. I got them confused. Um, So, um, Ahoy was always available, so it really wasn't that special that their comics are out. (laughs) (laughs) So take them back and get a refund. (laughs) (laughs) So if I I pressured you to uh, add that to your pull list, uh, I apologize. This will be the first time Drew has steered you wrong. Yes, first time. Yeah, uh, Alan from Relatively Geeky uh, says, I heard on another show, uh, how dare you, sir, listen to another show, uh, that the recent solicitations for IDW are concerning very few books, lack of firm publication dates, etc. Curious as to what you two think of that as you spend more time with this stuff than I do. Do you sense IDW may be in trouble? Um, well... The, there was an article in the end of March that, about IDW hiring J.P. Morgan um, to right-size the organization for a possible sale. Mm-hmm. Um, 
But as far as like its output, uh, IDW does a lot of licensed properties. Yeah. Um, and so they just relaunched Trans- Transformers. Mm-hmm. Um, they do, and on the collected side, they do really great trades, really well, like great book binding and stuff. Um, well thought of in the industry. So on that side, I think they're they're doing good stuff. But you're yeah. right that their original content seems to have kind of slowed to a trickle. Mm-hmm. Um, but they do have a lot of of licensed properties still. Um, yeah, where there's smoke, there's fire. You you could definitely be right that there's trouble there. Uh, I didn't do like a, a count to see if their offerings have have really fallen off that much. Um, but yeah, it's quite possible in in this industry for sure, right? I mean these publishers could all be in trouble pretty yeah and it's just been so long since they've had like a big hit i mean they're trying to be steady eddie with some of their their stuff but i can't think of the last idw thing that really piqued my interest lock and key (laughs) is that how far you gotta go back to like the real long running can't miss property that they were they were cranking out i think it was lock and key Mm mm-hmm and that was a long time ago. Um, so, you know, they've had some five-issue miniseries here and there that have been solid, but, you know, that that's not enough to to build a, a Yeah, and I'm looking, I'm looking at the top comics of 2018. I'm into 363, and I've yet to see the first IDW book, and I've already seen booms and images and all kinds of stuff. They're just, I mean, they're not even getting stuff that jumps and peaks, unfortunately. Well, I, I, I mean, I think their GI Joe still sells solidly. I think, mm-hmm. we're, but yeah. we're talking, we're talking sub ten thousand. So the highest selling IDW book of twenty eighteen was Marvel Action Spider Man number one at yeah. forty one thousand. And they do and have that part splitting that with the partnership with Marvel. They do have that partnership with Marvel where they're putting out Star Wars Adventures mm-hmm. and a lot of uh, kids books. You know, like they're launching like a Care Bears thing and stuff. Yeah. So, so they're. I can see them being purchased by Marvel. <laughs> I can see them being, yeah, sold and spun off. And yeah, that's definitely true. Um, Marvin wanted to give us a heads up. I hope you have stacks and stacks of this book. Um, Major Thank X's you. first appearance is in Spider Man Deadpool number 47, and it is blowing up on eBay. Well, that's baloney because I'm angry. I thought Liefeld said this is his first appearance of his new character and he's releasing it in Major X number one. So that makes me upset. He's, that, he, he specifically put a tweet that said this is not his first appearance. So Spider-Man Deadpool 47 is not his first appearance. That is. The, the, the issue one is not his first appearance. Is what I was looking at the tweet today. Oh, oh, that makes me angry. <laughs> I went heavy on that book, man. Did heavy. you? Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Well, because I, I thought it was going to be the first appearance. It's true. It's true. But it, it still could be an important book. We'll see. We'll see. Um, we'll touch on this later. Um, <laughs> Wolf says, uh, can the Immortal Hulk get any better? Yes. Number 16 is fantastic. It's such a key issue for this run. Al Ewing is killing this Hulk. Multiple copies on deck. Um, yeah, I grabbed a couple of 16s myself. Um, good stuff. Hulk is the gift that keeps on giving. Yeah. I but, believe Drew's pick of the week last week. It might have been. might have been. Um, Wade Ledden uh, has a question about Immortal Hulk, number 16. Is it a new key? Have either of you read this yet? I think there could be two first appearances and a death. Not that deaths are really a big deal in comics. My question is what constitutes a first appearance? Just being in the background, being in the foreground, being named, being interacted with, having a speaking line, being in costume, being on the last page teaser? (laughs) Just curious what your thoughts are on this. This goes back to the Mr. X, because I think that was a cameo appearance. Um in Deadpool Spider-Man or Spider-Man Deadpool. Mm-hmm. So, um, Kyle, do you have thoughts on this? I think it 
changes with a whim and like there's powers that be that just change it whenever they want to because mm-hmm. there's things that I consider a cameo that are first appearances and there's things that I freaking consider a first appearance that are just cameos and I can't keep track because I mean look at well I'm not I'm gonna hold my comments because I sent this out to Eric from Kalbunga because I think he knows better than us so yeah. he sent us this response. Uh, This is from Eric. At times it seems that first appearances are subject to the crowd's discretion. Mm -hmm. Things like Hawk 181 over Hawk 180. Are there modern keys that... That's that's a perfect example. Like Hawk 181 over over Hawk 180 is like... Well, not really, but it's, you know, it's this Spider-Man Deadpool thing versus the actual first issue of the thing. If it's a cameo in the Spider-Man Deadpool... Why is that not the Hulk 180? Yeah. Why is it really that hot? I don't know. Anyway. Anyway, he says, are there modern keys that will hold their value? I think you can say most assuredly that yes, there are. You know, Watchmen number one, Walking Dead number one, Batman Adventures 12. Um, More specifically to Immortal Hulk, will that remain a high value key? That's really up to how Marvel and their creative teams choose to use him. Things like Squirrel Girl and Captain Carrot, even Rocket Raccoon, have seen jumps in price over the past five years. Okay, maybe not Captain Carrot. Because of how they are being used. If the character is being used, then it will remain hot. Think Hulk 181, Batman Adventures 12, Walking Dead number one, Watchmen number one, Detective 359, Detective 27, etc. If the character remains relevant, then the first appearance does too. For you spec folks, my suggestion would be for you to watch the price of Saga Number 1 over the, over the year hiatus. It may be a chance to buy lower than you normally would while this series is ongoing, is going away. Mm-hmm. Um, as always, though the price of keys is dependent on the market, and what the market wants generally wants what is hot in discussion. So uh, I think he's saying um, Immortal Hulk is a key for now and is it a long-term hold remains to be seen is that what you heard yes and everything that he rattled off well half the stuff he's rattled off i'd already sold (laughs) 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 they either never had it or i already sold it yeah um he didn't he didn't put asm 300, 300 on there. <laughs> to, that was nice of him. Thank you, <laughs> no. thank you, thank you, Eric. I know you're. He's he's flying all over the country dealing with the work stuff, and he still took time to uh, write a response to us. So we thank him for that. How is this friggin' cameo appearance still getting thirty five, forty bucks? It's crazy. Sixty. Granted, that's a tiny run. Sixty. Yeah, it's, sixty for that plus Major X. Yeah, it's crazy. And Major yeah. X is getting cover. That's that's baloney. Anyway, uh, Michael Lim says, "Hey, there's a huge announcement from DC at WonderCon this week. Many of you have said you'd like more comics to read on DC Universe, so we're going to give you more, thousands more, at no extra charge, or increase in the price of a subscription. DC Universe subscribers will be able to enjoy access to DC's enormous digital comics library starting in April of 2019." And in each of the new comics will appear at least 12 months after it was published. That's over 20,000 comic books. That is pretty awesome. And I think they also follow that up with, um, in honor of Batman's 80th anniversary, you can get a month subscription for 80 cents. So if you wanted to check out Titans or Doom Patrol or some of these 20,000 comics that are available, this would be the month to do it. Um. He also was on to say Titans Season 1 was awesome. Yes. Seeing Dick Grayson in a transition period between Robin and Nightwing was a real inter- interesting take on the character. Have you seen the show? What was your take on it? I did not. I'm still catching up. I've seen some. Uh, I like it. And uh, i got to catch up and give the rest. Hopefully by the next week I'll have them all done. Yeah. Uh, he says, I am still recovering from the deadly class finale. If if sci-fi doesn't renew for season two, I will be very disappointed. The comic was perfectly adapted. Yeah. 
I really wish AMC or Netflix would have taken a chance on this to draw in a bigger audience. I was um, so pleasantly surprised with how sci-fi handled this property. Um, it was really well done and uh, an amazing adaptation of like the first arc and a half, maybe. Mm. If that, I don't even know that. I don't know that they got through eight, eight issues. <laughs> um, but that, that's, that's that was the first season. So we've got, we've got some real cool plot twists in the coming arcs that need to be, that need to be filmed. So season two better happen for sure. Yeah. And I know, I know just when the, what the cliffhanger will be. <laughs> um, so get to it, sci-fi, whatever it takes. Um, let's see. He says, I, he says, I, I just got DC universe and it's worth it for the original TV show programming alone. Um, which is nice to hear. Um, uh, he said, uh, this is going to be a significant challenge to the Marvel unlimited, which, uh, which has currently has twenty five thousand comics. So if DC has twenty thousand, it's right there with it. Yeah, no kidding. Um, DC already already has the movies, the original TV shows, and now how close to the same amount of books. So uh, maybe movie, maybe Marvel needs to add movies and TV to their unlimited app to compete. They're working on that, I think. <laughs> oh, are they? Yeah. Or aren't they going to do their own Netflix type thing? There may be a, end up with a bundle, or maybe that's just Disney in general. I think that so was Disney knows. in general, but, but yeah, it makes it makes sense. Um, hey, congratulations again on 500 episodes, guys. I'm a little late. Anyways, mm-hmm. here's to looking forward to episode 1,000 in the future. <laughs> I can't even imagine that, but thank you. We appreciate that very much. Uh, and we appreciate all our feedback, and thank you guys for writing in. Uh, you can do so at comicsfunprofit.com, uh, where you can find all our links to, to contact us. You can reach us via email, comicsforfunandprofit at gmail.com. Go to Twitter at comicsfunprofit, on Instagram at comicsfunprofit, or on Facebook, comicsforfunandprofit. Um, those are the ways to reach us the best. Uh, we'd love to hear from you. And... If you'll take one of our shows and retweet it on your Twitter page and leave us a comment at Comics Fun Profit, uh, you will be automatically entered in our Twitter contest, which gets you some cool signed comics from our listener Jason in Hawaii, who donated them from Amazing Con. So we've got some cool stuff to, to send you. Um, all you have to do is share and comment on our episodes over the course of the month of April. And in May, we will um, get a hold of you and send you out your sweet swag. There you go. Now, I think we're ready for FOC. Yeah, of course, FOC is your final order cutoff. It's uh, something we like to peruse that's about six weeks before a book comes out. It's our final opportunity to request our LCSs to get additional copies from Diamond so we are not left out in the cold. Of course, we get a wonderfully curated list from Eric at Cowabunga who sends uh, this out via email to his subscribers and his listeners. Um, if anybody would like to be on this list, you can reach out to Eric at CowabungaComics.com to either order some of this stuff or he is goodly enough that if you just want to receive these lists to make sure you don't miss anything... Um, he'll put you on the email list for that as well. Of course, these FOC items are due by noon to your LCS on Monday. And Drew and I like to look through these because we have found some gold on things that we have either missed mm-hmm. on the previews or caught fire late. And this mm-hmm. is our chance to add or cut before it yeah. is too late. So you'll be submitting this on on the 8th. And these are things that are coming out on the 1st of May. So... You know, three weeks before they're coming out, you're able to up your order, reduce your order, whatever. Um, and that's that's really kind of a valuable tool. People need to um, take take advantage of this, um, so you don't miss out. Yeah. We have no recommendations, unfortunately, from Eric, so we are just going to jump right into Dark Horse. I have very little recommendations in Dark Horse as well. Yeah, not a whole lot for me there either. Actually, I don't think they there's 
only a few traditional comics coming out <laughs> from Dark Horse. Like yeah, yeah, not a lot. All right, DC, we have Batman number 70. Cruising right along. What's this one about? Leland Yu on the cover B. It's, the Fall and the Fallen. Is this um? Okay, so it's a oh, it's a it's a Bane storyline. Locked in Arkham Asylum with his worst enemy. Okay, cool. Need to kind of right the ship there. It's been meandering a little bit. Uh, we get the hardcover for Batman Damned coming out. Will the Wang make an appearance? Check out that um, Dan Moore cover for Adventures of the Super Sons. Ooh. With the young kid version of Lex Luthor, Joker, Mr. Freeze. Who else is that? Brainiac back there. <laughs> Doomsday. <laughs> it's great. It's just great. Clayface, yeah. The third installment of Batman Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, number one, uh, coming out. We've got James Tinney in the fourth continuing to do these. Freddie Williams continuing to do art. And the first uh, issue of these is being made into an animated series of sorts. So, no reason not to jump onto this. And, of course, these are being co-published by IDW. Was the last batch an IDW Offering that was co-published by DC, and this is a DC offering that's co-published by IDW? I think, I can't remember. I know the first one was DC. I can't remember the second one. I have them, but okay. I can't remember what it was. Or maybe they all came through DC yeah. then. They're like, slow down. You can have our Star Wars adventures, but you're not getting our Batman. Do we really have a second print of a Batman black and white, Batman who laughs statue? <laughs> is that possible? Yeah. I don't know. It's Batman second edition statue, so maybe was di the other one was a different one. I thought that was kind of rad. Uh, this is the last chance to get deceased. Written by Tom Taylor. You got some Greg Capullo doing a cover there. Um, you got a horror variant. Yasmin Putri with the It cover. I mean... For, oh, it's dope. I think you're, you'd be foolish not to get this. There you go. DC's Year of the Villains. It's a friggin' quarter. Go ahead and get it. Yeah. Yeah. We got a few of those coming in. Only having to reach $80 to get that 1 in 500. So the cheapest <laughs> 1 in 500 you'll probably ever get. You know, you're not wrong there. That's a good that's that's a good point. Yeah. And a really good cover. So Interested in the 1 in 100, 1 in 250, or 1 in 500 um, of these, reach out to Eric, because the best deal I've seen is right here. Then that's a Batman Who Laughs appearance. He's a very yeah. popular character. 80 bucks for a 1 in 500 variant. Man, that seems like a good deal, doesn't it? Yeah. Then what's the, what's the 1 in... 250 Lex Luthor look like. It's Alex Maleev. Mm -hmm. Nice, but not as nice. <laughs> so, oh, it's Art Germ on the 1 in 100. Crap, that's the, that's the cheetah cover. Oh, no. <laughs> and that's only uh, 18, 18 bucks yes. for a 1 in 100 Art Germ. Uh, well, that's, uh, that's tempting, man. Yeah, it really is. You know, and I'll bet you, I will bet you, if you wanted all three of those, you could even get a better deal. Yeah, yeah I bet you could. Hmm. Oh, Wowzers. That's, that's interesting. Uh, you got like two days to think about this. I know, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> One of my favorite Frank Cho Harley Quinn B covers. Really fun Catwoman cover. Where is it? Harley Quinn B? Yep. 61. Oh, man, that's great. That's a great one. Don't know a lot about Jerome Opeña, but a wonderful cover B on the Justice League 23 as well. Man, there's so many good cover Bs. Holy cow. 
I drew anything else in DC for you, sir? Hmm. I'm still looking at that. Jerome Opeña. That is nice. Yeah. Uh, no. All right, down to IDW. And here we have Eve Stranger, number one. The Black Crown imprint from IDW. Written by David Barnett with Philip Bond on the art. You have unlimited phones, a jet-set lifestyle, and extraordinary abilities, and your bloodstream is filled with nanobombs. The contents of a syringe will deactivate them for a week and also wipe your memory. So what happens when you develop a sneaking suspicion that you're actually working for the bad guys? Eve Stranger, amnesiac for hire, high-octane thrills, impossible missions, doomed romance. Sometimes I think there's just too much going on with characters and I can't keep up. <laughs> I get it. You know, let me just fly back up here to this uh, <laughs> Year of the Villain again. Okay. So, if I if I bought a thousand... <laughs> Are you mathing? If I bought a thousand Year of the Villains... 250 bucks. That, at 15 cents a piece. Oh, 15, I'm sorry, with your break, yeah. At 15 cents a piece, right? <laughs> That's $150, right? Uh-huh. And then I get two Batman Who Laughs, <laughs> four Lex Luthers, yeah. and ten Cheetahs. Yep. Well, I, I don't, but Eric would. Yeah. <laughs> Man, that's... Uh, that's pretty interesting. Yeah. So if you and I put 150 together, that's 75 apiece. That's only 75 apiece. Oh, jeez. <laughs> and then everybody who orders books from us for the next two years gets a it's free It's a free DC. DC. You're the villain. <laughs> How cool is that? Oh, that is so tempting. I know, Holy right? Holy crap. Oh. Mm. Okay, back to, Sorry. Back to IDW. That's the only thing that piqued my interest. I looked at these goosebumps, but they're not R.L. Stein, so I moved on with my life. Yeah. Um, Die has another second printing for issue five. And we're down to image. Okay. I'm, I mean, I believe so, unless you yep. wanted to talk no, about we are just, just, make, just making sure we're all on the same page. Um, uh, let's see. There's that Gogor, number one. Um, that didn't look. It didn't appeal to me that much. It's Ken Gehring doing the writing and the art. Um, I think I have one coming. Yeah, I did, that was I did, an odd one. I did, yeah, it seemed kind of odd. I didn't go heavy on it. Um, uh, just a few issues left of Paper Girls, I think, right? I'm getting close to the end. Self-made, still really good. There's a Walking Dead 191. Let's see if anything... This is, uh... The solicit is the last stand. Words are spoken. Alliances are broken. All the troubles that's been brewing in the Commonwealth finally comes to a head. And there's Rick with his some bloody stump in the air. Interesting. And I think that's... All I had from Image. Solicits are getting bigger for those uh, Walking Deads. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, I got nothing else in Image either. Down to Marvel. Uh, let's see. Amazing Spider-Man continues to sell really well. We got a second printing for 18. I believe that was like the prelude to the Haunted storyline. Mm-hmm. Um, which is doing really well. That's another printing of that Avengers No Road Home, issue seven. Really like that Declan Shalvey B cover for Cosmic Ghost Rider. Of course, Drew, we can see that Major X number one goes to a second print. Yeah. Quick. Yeah. Of course, number three coming out as well. 
Savage Avengers, Drew. Jerry Duggan. Mike Deodata with a David Finch cover. Looks like we got Wolverine, Elektra, the Punisher, Conan. Yeah, people are excited about that. I am not, so I'll be skipping this one. Uh, let's see. What Star Wars AOR? Age of Republic? Yes, correct. That was Han Solo. Mm-hmm. Han Solo. Oh, geez, here we go. <laughs> are you are you Han or... You're, you're Han, right? I'm a Han guy. You're a Han guy. I mean, I think we've actually heard it pronounced in the movies, so I should probably back off my hand. <laughs> Let's see, we have True Believers, Avengers, Origin of Mantis, Hulk, Wedding of Rick Jones, and then some recent Star Wars, it looks like. Yeah, some stuff from just uh, the year 2000. Well, Origin of Mantis is from... Huh. Oh, this man is from the Guardians of the Galaxy? I'm assuming, yeah. Oh, okay. It's interesting. Uh, we've got that uh, X-Men Grand Design Extinction, the first issue of two. Final two-issue miniseries for that uh, Ed Pisker book. Mm-hmm. Last chance to get that. That's probably this all is, I have. This is the third Grand Designs, isn't it? Yep, yep, the third set. What did I say? No, no, I just that was just done, as I was looking. I was like, wait a minute, uh, that's oh, one, okay. two, that's three. Yep. All right, that's all for me and Marvel. Let's get in down to some other publishers. Mm. Not a lot. Not a ton. Oh. Is that a Juan Doe Descendant number one on the A cover? Yeah, I always liked him, but that's not his best work. This is an Aftershock book, Descendant number one, written by Stephanie Phillips. I like. I I got a couple of these. I think. I think yeah. I think I think I liked the the solicit. It was uh, like espionage or kidnapping or something like that. Yeah. Here's your Sellies, number 10. Yes, yes, exactly. Uh, here's another chance to get into a uh, Xenoscope book with Dragon's Blood, number 1. I don't think this is going to be it. <laughs> Devil's number 2, what is that? Antarctic Press. Our darling of a few months ago. Yeah. Matthew Spradlin. Hmm. Hmm. That looks interesting. It does. Sorry I missed the first one, yeah. It looks like we missed out on the first one somehow. All right, Drew. It looks like the biggest difficulty with this FOC is how <laughs> DC Year of the Villains pull the trigger do you do? Because that's some craziness right there. <laughs> that is Such nuts. tempting. It is very rare that you and I are ever in the league to pull the trigger on one in 1,000. <laughs> <laughs> craziness. But, of course... If you guys have an LCS that does FOC, make sure you get in there by noon. And if not, and something here really piques your interest, reach out to our friends at Cowabunga, because they will always take care of you. Anything else on the FOC, Drew? No, that'll do it. All right, then we should probably head over to our actual release week. See what April the 10th, 2019, Drew and I will be at previewsworld.com. And we're going to start where we love to start. Let's start in Image. Fair Lady, number one. This is Brian Shermer and Claudia Balboni. Uh, it's got a good, clean look to the cover. It reminds me a little bit of uh, 
Copperhead. Uh huh. Oh yeah. Yeah yeah. The look of the characters, but it's not the same creative team. Um. I mean, it's just, it really feels reminiscent of that. <laughs> um, but this time, she's a instead of a sheriff, she's a private investigator. Mm. Uh, so yeah, that's one to keep an eye on. There you go. Cross between Magnum P.I. and Fables. Yeah. Gunning for Hits has been fantastic. There you go. Really been enjoying that. Little Bird seems to have sold through quickly. Yeah. Prodigy almost over. Wow, it seemed like it just began. Mm hmm. Another cool Murder Falcon B cover. Yeah. For issue seven. What did we decide that was? I knew at one point, but cannot remember. Uh, Dio. Yes. Yep, that's exactly right. All right. Anything else? Uh, no. Let's head on down to Dark Horse. I will be getting Anthem number two, prequel to the Bioware anticipated game that I have been playing. I have 46 hours in that game at the moment. Time well spent. Not really, but time avoiding family. <laughs> Ooh, I really want that Anthem journal. How did I not see that? Now, has this Astro Hustle been canceled? Oh, yeah. Giant Nits. Yeah, who did what he do? He hit on a college girl. Was that it? I think. I don't know. I don't I, read those I, I don't, things. I don't remember what he did. I don't remember yeah. what he did. Something. He did something bad. Yeah. So it's probably canceled, right? Allegedly. No. You in the bag for Jane Hits. <laughs> Defending your boy. That's awesome. <laughs> I think we all know I'm a... Never mind. Okay, moving on. She Could Fly is coming back. Didn't... Alright. Oh, that's but... right. Well, how many issues was the first portion of this? I think it was five. Five and we get another five issues here. Yeah, I didn't make it for the first five though. Hmm. So are these Dark Horse journals a new thing? That's pretty rare. There's one for Umbrella Academy as well. Hmm. What is that exactly? Looks like just a twenty dollar journal. Oh. Oh, so like properties that you just. Uh has your favorite little property on the cover of it, and then yeah, you just, just scrawl your dear diary. Kyle was, was mean mad. to me. <laughs> <laughs> Kyle made me cry again. Allegedly. <laughs> uh, and IDW has not much, so nothing to even talk about then there. All right, down to DC. Uh, your boy Francesco Martina is doing a heck of a 68 Batman. Oh my goodness, look at the angry Batman. Angry Batman. Because you like the strapped Batman from a few weeks ago, right? Yes, yes, yes. There are some good, good Batman Who Laughs covers, including that cover B. Then we got a, uh, an art germ Catwoman. Jock cover A on Batman Who Laughs. These are tough decisions we talk about. Oh, yeah. Wow. Kari Andrews is awesome. That's great. Yeah. Art germ cover B on Catwoman. That's all that matters. So what about the drop-off between... Uh, Detective 1000 to 1001 is going to be. <laughs> it's going to be big. <laughs> Even though this uh, storyline for Arkham Knight seems pretty cool. Cool cover B for Red Hood the Outlaws by Lucio Perillo. There it is. The final Scooby Apocalypse. <gasps> what? 
I don't know how they're gonna wrap it up. It didn't look good for our for our gang after 35. I'm worried. Might be some fatalities. That's Carrie Andrews doing the Wonder Woman B cover. Man, that's nice too. Adam Hughes is on Superman 10B. That's all that really matters. That thing will fly. How did we miss that? Yeah. Those Adam Hughes covers are big. And that's going to be another one. Hmm. Dropped the ball, man. Very disappointed. Dan Mora on Wonder Twins B. That's really nice. Man, DC has some talented artists. None of them can do interiors, it seems. <laughs> Jeez. Alright, anything else in Marvel? Mm-mm. Or anything else before we move to Marvel, I should say. No. Look at those printings of uh, Mortal Hulk. Issue 2 goes to the 4th printing. Issue 4 goes to a 3rd printing. Issue 5 goes to a 3rd printing. Issue 6 goes to a 3rd printing. Man. I'm interested in this uh, Star Wars Age of the Republic Tarkin. I'm kind of curious what they say about Tarkin there. Don't hear much about Grand Moff Tarkin. Mm -hmm. Ooh, that's right. We have Symbiote Spider Man, written by Peter David. Yeah, uh, we're getting covers by Greg Land. Um, and Art Germ. Oh, look at that! Holy cow! Is that a? Uh... I don't know who that is. Is that Gwen Stacy? Yeah. Yes, it is. And Marvel is wasting no time reprinting New Avengers 30 for the Ronin number one for True Believers for Dollar. You're a Frank Thierry guy, aren't you? I think so. Web of Venom, Cult of Carnage, number one. Looks pretty wicked. Huh, interesting. Alright, I'm done in Marvel. Yeah, that's pretty... Uh, who's that, Josh Kassara on the cover? Man, that's yeah. nice. Yeah. All right, I'm down into dynamite. The end of kiss. And the end of dynamite. <laughs> down into boom. What was this face? Oh, I ordered. I actually I'm not much for cheesecake covers. But I did the erotica covers on these ones. I did two of them. Figured a Brian Azzarello with a Tula Lote polybagged. That was well worth doing. So I actually did two of those. Wow. Yeah. And I thought it sounded like a pretty good... I think I actually ordered the first three of this book. Um, so I am actually pretty high on it. It sounded like a neat premise. I'm going to go ahead and read it real quick. Faith, Sex, the Devil. Faith likes to dabble with magic. Her friends think it's cute and not just a little off-putting, but it's part of her charm and her warped search for purpose in the world that makes too much sense. But she's a true believer and knows there is a power within her reach. She's right, of course. It just took a while for that magic, that temptation, that unknown thing to find her. In short, Faith is bored as hell and hell has noticed. Nice. 
Better keep that polybagged around the family. <laughs> well, I'll do what I did with all of my uh, sex criminals, and I'll open one, and I'll keep one sealed. Yeah, makes sense. Uh, I think is that all you had up there? Yes, sir. Um, down in Aftershock, we have Orphan Age number one, written by Ted Anderson, uh, with art by Nuno Platti. Uh, one day, all the adults died all over the world at the same time. Now, it's 20 years later, and the children, all grown up, are still rebuilding the world. I think that sounds like a cool premise. Yeah. Now, was this a sequel to something? Or no? There was a different book about Burn the Orphanage, but that was a different thing, right? Yeah, that was an image book. Never mind. Man, you jumped all the way down there. <laughs> Cold Blood Samurai number one from Action Lab. Looks kind of interesting. A feudal Japan with anthropomorphic and samurai animals inspired by Homer's poems, War of Mice and Frogs. Mm. Not familiar with that one. Yeah. Anything else back here, sir? Uh, no. Yeah, I'm not finding a ton either. Mm-mm. So, Drew, this is the point of the podcast where I ask you for your pick of the week. What are you going to make sure you're right there at your LCS for? Right there knocking on the door, making sure you're grabbing it, because it's going to be the next Immortal Hulk. Um, you know, there's probably that Superman B cover, but... Um, Superman number 10, cover B, Adam Hughes. Yeah, it's probably that, but I'm not going to do that one. I'm going to go with uh, Orphan Age number one from Aftershock. Orphan Age number one from Aftershock. And, and assume it'll be a movie. There you go. And I am sticking with, I went heavy on Faithless, so I am sticking with Faithless, a one in five from Boom Studios. Like I said, I did the Tula Lote uh, polybagged cover, just because I thought it seemed pretty cool by a good artist, and I think I did one of the mains as well. So, um, not for the faint of heart, but maybe something to look at as well. So, if you agree with Drew and myself, as these are the best things to pick up this week, uh, drop us a line, be part of the discussion, give us a little feedback on that, or if you think we're crazy and you found a better pick this week, make sure you drop that into us as well. Of course, you've got sharing and things to do on Twitter to be part of our giveaways and also part of our discussions. So feel free to give us a line or follow us or get a hold of us any way you see fit. So for Drew... And for myself, see ya.